Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are The Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider Episode 13. Lizardlon and the large monster army, Tokagurin Tokaijin Daigunden. Resurrected shocker monsters fail to break into a research lab because of its protective barrier. They create a new monster, Tokagurin, to have one powerful enough to use a weapon to destroy the barrier. So, Nathan. In this episode of Henshin Men, we are only going to be covering one episode of Common Rider. Yes, because this is something of an ending. Yeah, it, it's kind of an ending, but also kind of a beginning. Yes, uh, and also, I think we should... Let's talk about this actually right off the bat, because this episode is unique because it was actually released in movie theaters, you told me. Yes. So I don't remember exactly when Toei started doing this. And I don't know if Supro, Subaraya was doing this at the same time or not. I know Toei was doing it. But uh, they they started taking episodes of their tokusatsu shows and releasing them theatrically. They did it for the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, uh, Japanese Spider-Man series. They released one episode in the theaters uh they have done it for they did it for a few of the uh super sentai shows and they did it for a lot of the common writer shows and this was a a, a showa era thing that that, that toei would would do in the showa era they would take just one episode of their show usually the biggest episode the one that has the most going on in it whatever and they would release it in theaters not really altering it at all, not doing anything to it, just releasing it directly into theaters. And, uh, and yeah, and that, so this actually is the first, uh, if you want to count it this way, the first common writer movie. <laughs> and you want to tell, well, we'll save that for later because the, the title for this common writer movie is, uh, funny. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, we can, we can, we can mention it. Like the, when it was released in theaters, it was retitled, to go go common rider we gotta sing the song <laughs> go go common rider go go common rider <laughs> mighty muffin common rider I, it works so perfect why had why didn't that why didn't they do that when they made when saban made mast rider <laughs> that would have worked just yeah. recycle the show no, we don't. We want to pretend that it's in its own little universe. Whatever. That's a tirade for another day. But uh, <laughs> I can definitely see why, because this episode 
is kind of bonkers. Yeah, it's almost like a greatest hits. That's yeah, for for something that's only 25 minutes long, it feels like a lot happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I want to mention real quick though, when we're talking about the movies, so I said that this was a Showa era thing that Toei was doing, was releasing like episodes into the theaters. But it it is and it did become a Japanese kind of production studio uh tradition that they would air a show all year long and then they would have a movie at the end of the year mm-hmm. to to kind of like celebrate and also kind of finish off and that started after this this was this was before that they mm-hmm. that tradition started so later on down the line when if we talk about other common writer series pretty much every common writer series has a movie uh that was released because they would do that for every series but this was the first time they did it uh and then it, it wasn't really a movie produced specifically you know to be a movie it was just this episode that they released um but yeah so that's how it's that's how this is kind of the beginning of a trend that continues on in common writer but it's also the end of something because it is the end of hongo and hongo's time as common writer at least for now I was going to say his first run. So, yeah. So we had mentioned in the last episode how uh, Fujioka, the actor who plays Hongo, was injured uh, in a motorcycle accident and had a fractured leg and he was having to recover from that. So the last two episodes and this one have kind of been this transition period where they used pre-recorded footage of him to fill in the gaps but also they just had him basically be in the common rider suit well they had an, a stunt actor in the common rider suit uh for most of the time so that way they could work around the fact that the actor wasn't on set and was able to film but yeah so this is kind of the end of the hongo era at least to begin with yeah it's uh because you told me I mean, spoiler warning to anybody who hasn't seen this yet that uh, he's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming back. It's going to be a while, but he's coming back. And then but then we get uh, I think what you told me is that uh, we get uh, we get two writers. So double the fun. Yeah. Yeah. We get two writers for a while, but uh, we'll get into the second writer in the next episode. Um, And you told me. That's, uh, that's become a, a common writer tradition now because of, it was and it happened by accident. Yeah, yeah, it kind of yeah. It's interesting how so many other common writer series through the years have started bringing in a secondary writer or sometimes more than one secondary writer. They sometimes they have a bunch. Uh, looking at you, common writer Ryuki, with your like twelve writers. <laughs> oh <my> um, <laughs> Uh, common writer dragon knight in the states yeah yeah and uh but yeah so so that does become kind of a tradition in a lot of common writer series not every common writer series but most of them to bring in a secondary writer um you know and and uh they tend to play either a small or major part depending on the series Mm -hmm. but yeah it really started with this one only as a necessity because of fujioka not being available Mm -hmm to not being able to record Mm -hmm. and i was actually made aware of this actually thanks to uh, master writer the first because it actually got released in the states as master writer the first by i think it was uh tokyo shock 
I want to say, but it was one of the it was the reboot movie from the 2000s that was basically mm-hmm. a movie adaptation of the of the story of this series. It's based more directly on the manga, and they had two common writers in that. So that's how I became yep. aware of this story for this series, and then became aware of the trope. Because I bought that, I managed to find that movie. It's long out of print in the states, but I managed to find a copy of it, and I picked it up. And very glad I did. I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah, yeah. You gotta watch. You gotta watch the sequel, *Common Rider*. The, the next. next, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I know where I can pick that one up too. But we're not here to talk about that. So, what we are first thing I want to talk about is you and I had a debate about this before we went on the air because we have no clue what to call the monster of the week in this one. <laughs> cause yeah, cause one title says one thing and another title says another cause on the, I believe I can't remember. No, uh, on the, in the subtitles on the actual episode on both the title and when the care, when the monster's name is said, they say lizard lawn, but Title mm-hmm. on the Tubi and Shout Factory listening, and if you pay attention, this is how the characters actually say it in Japanese. It's Tokagaran. And right. So we don't know what to call. I'm going to stick with Lizard Lawn to be honest, just because it's a little bit easier to say. But I, uh, or we could just come use my my little nicknames for him, which are uh, Bootleg Godzilla and Gorn Cousin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kind of looks like uh, what's what's the the monster's name from my Morphin Power Rangers? Is it uh, 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 Scissored or something like that? Snizzard, Snizzard. That's it. Snizzard. You're welcome. Looks little- You're welcome, Michael. I remembered the thing's name. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he does kind of look a little bit like Snizzard. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> this costume. I like the costume, but I'm also sitting here going. You saw a lot of Godzilla movies, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, it's Toei, so of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, for those who don't know, when I say Gorn Cousin, there's a very famous episode of the original Star Trek show. It's called Arena, where Captain Kirk gets transported to an alien planet and has to fight a lizard man. Dun, 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 And yeah. uh, Lizard Lawn basically looks like the Gorn with a long tail and Godzilla spines. And he's a soccer player. Uh, uh, you know what? A soccer player that you kind of don't like because he's a bit of a jerk, but he gets forcibly kidnapped and transformed. So you kind of feel sorry yeah. for him a little bit. Not really. <laughs> uh, a confession i don't confession i actually caught that scene well uh, one time really late at night on tokushatsu i was just channel surfing like oh i would see what's on tokushatsu right now oh it's common writer what the heck is going on <laughs> All that um i kind of want to title this episode of the podcast bend it like lizard lawn <laughs> 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 and i don't know why that didn't occur to me before i wrote the notes but <laughs> i mean they they lean into the soccer stuff a little bit but not a whole lot because lizard lawn is the new kaijin of the week but the big draw 
The big yes. draw is what I have deemed. You've heard of Spider-Man's Sinister Six? Oh, Shocker looked at the Sinister Six and said, uh, six isn't enough. <laughs> we, Shocker, <laughs> have the evil 11. <laughs> yep. I mentioned a few episodes back that uh, Cobra Man coming, being revived was a foreshadowing of what was coming in the future. And yeah, here we go. All 11 previous monsters. I even said, I was like, why doesn't the, the Shockers running into the same problem that all of these Toku hero shows always have? Why don't they just unleash an army of these monsters of the week? And he was like, oh, wait, there's more. And yeah. Like, oh, and then. <laughs> Today it has finally happened. <laughs> so we have the evil yes. 11, all 10 of the previous Kaijin who have been slain by KR magically get revived. And their excuse is because I'm like, don't most of them explode? And their excuse is, well, if we can find the parts, we can bring right. them back. I'm like, okay. Again, we're, we're also, you know, recognizing that these are not like uh flesh and blood monsters these are actually cyborgs even though they're all animal based which is weird yeah uh, but yeah they so this kind of touches into the cyborg side of things that they can be rebuilt because they're mostly machines now apparently but you know what uh, you were talking about other funny titles you know what else you could have titled this episode what uh, uh shocker and soccer ha <laughs> oh man so uh yeah so 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 this episode slash movie opens with uh two guards who are protecting is it the gold reserve again i've missed what where they were i think it's a lab oh it's a lab okay what is the plot what is our plot synopsis say does it mention oh yeah it's a lab research lab (laughs) <laughs> oh right research lab that's right i was thinking they were trying to break into the gold reserve again it's like oh, I that failed that. twice yeah, yeah i would have <laughs> remembered that because now we've uh they've they've given up on the get rich quick schemes and now it's just like get flashlight of doom and other fun things right yes uh so we we have two guards that are protecting this the perimeter of this lab and who should happen to show up but the Batman, oh, Bat Dash Man, <laughs> Bat Dash Man, and the Scorpion Man from previous episodes. And if you didn't know that that's what was happening in this episode, and you saw that, you'd be like, "What? But 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 oh? they were defeated. What? They're supposed to be." It's, and now I'm having I'm having flashbacks to the Emperor's new groove. He's supposed to be dead. <laughs> so and then they try to get into the lab but they find out that the lab is protected by an energy barrier that is so strong that even a nuclear bomb cannot get through (laughs) where is this can we have more of this nuke proof technology i think this would come in very handy (laughs) yeah um but but don't be don't be alarmed viewers listeners um because shocker has a plan to get through the barrier what is their what, what is their big plan to take down the barrier it's a thing called and i'm not kidding you the barrier destruction ball <laughs> You know, I've seen enough Power Rangers to realize 
roll with it. <laughs> I did. I actually did not think to hit that button until right when I said it. So, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> uh, so that's their plan. But the hiccup in the plan is none of the monsters are strong enough to launch the ball from the safe. Was it 20 meter or whatever distance yeah. that they need to be? So they have to invent a new monster that can kick the ball <laughs> far enough to hit the barrier and destroy the barrier. So of course they have to go and find the world's best soccer player who also happens to be a jerk because why not? <laughs> he's the uh, he's the jock that <laughs> from high school that never stopped being the stereotypical jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is just like he just pushes all these kids away, and then uh, is like, "How does it feel like to uh, you know to be number one because I'm carrying the team?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Hey, Cobra Kai, are you done over there?" I <laughs> yeah it's it's great but they uh yeah like you said there's a scene where he gets kidnapped by the spider-man <laughs> well no i can't say spider dash man because that's technically also the american superhero or, so, or uh, man spider or whatever yeah he gets kidnapped by this guy i can't say japanese spider-man no can't say japanese spider-man either <laughs> yeah what do we call this thing differentiated from the actual spider-man he's he's spider-man i mean that's what he is <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> common um, and I, I don't know <laughs> so one of the things i like about this episode and, and it's the same thing i've already said a few times and and i'm kind of repeating myself over and over again but it's that the side characters get more play than common rider because of course with fujioka being out because of his injury they had to fill in that space with something now they had already introduced a few episodes back this character of kazuya uh taki K kazuya taki and he gets a lot of play in this episode yes and admittedly i'm a i've got i'm a little suspicious of this guy because he casually jumps over a 15 foot gate yeah he casually jumps over this gate and ruriko doesn't seem all that surprised by it i'm like wait a minute <laughs> and he also seems extremely interested in helping them uh defeat shocker so let me ask you this, uh, uh, Nathan. Uh, we know just because of us talking and kind of spoiler, because it's been what fifty years since the show was on. Yeah. Um, that we know there's a second writer coming. Yep. And you know that this character has suddenly showed up mm -hmm. and is can jump really high. Yep. And is now you know, going after shocker and trying to solve these shocker mysteries and stuff and trying to beat the bad guys. What do you think this is leading to? And we've seen him handle himself with shocker goons and spoiler warning for this episode. Turns out he's a Japanese FBI agent. He is part of the FBI. It's a big revelation. Dun, dun, dun. Which I guess uh, means 
he must be Japanese American technically. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I think the FBI. I think the 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 creators of this show were just saying FBI because they thought of like maybe Interpol <laughs> that it was like an international yeah, thing. But Interpol would have actually made a bit more sense. And right, yeah, but I think they thought thought FBI might have been like that. I, CIA would have made more sense than, yeah. than FBI. Yeah, yeah, really. But, you know, but and Interpol was kind of a popular thing in the 70s. I mean, there's several Godzilla movies at this that were made in the 70s that have Interpol agents in it. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, admittedly, yeah, as I mentioned, I've seen Mass Rider the first. Unfortunately, not all the characters' names are coming back to me. So, yeah, I think our boy Taki here is a writer number two. So, <laughs> because there's no other way. It's just like, Dude's just casually using superpowers, and for some odd reason, Ruriko is not at all surprised by it. There's no reaction from her whatsoever. She just saw a man casually jump a 15-foot gate, and she's like, okay. <laughs> um, I am... Uh... I, uh, I'm not going to say anything because I know what's coming, uh, in the future. And so I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to let you watch and enjoy the experience, uh, yourself. <laughs> well, well, uh, well, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, so we've got this guy and he's doing his thing. And then we get, <laughs> when he's investigating this mansion, we get to what I think is probably one of the funniest scenes in the entire episode. Which is, <laughs> he sneaks into the house and he comes to this. And I will admit, when it starts, it's actually kind of eerie. He comes mm. into this huge room, looks like the inside of a very large closet. And there's these 10 figures all draped in sheets. They look kind of ghostly, to be honest, even with, you know, bed sheets over themselves. It's still kind of ghostly with, all, with the music and everything playing. And then he goes over and he pulls the sheet off and I don't remember which one was it. It was the, yeah, the, the pitcher plant man. And then he's like, Oh, ah, what is that? Ah. And then he's like, Oh wait, it's made of clay. And I'm thinking, is that supposed to be meta? <laughs> yeah. I, Cause I'm, that does bring up a question because I thought that, they would they were going to say that oh that the these monsters that they've revived are not actually the real monsters they're actually statues that they've just kind of animated and stuff and so that this was going to be yeah. the big reveal of like oh no they're not actually revived they're just statues that they've you know animated somehow but no they're just they just happen to look like they're made of clay and these are actual the actual kaijin that are just pretending to be statues yeah. i don't i don't understand the point of that scene <laughs> no, it's just to show that they've revived all 10 of the previous kaijin although for a hot second i also started wondering does this guy go around collecting dead bodies and putting them on display like they're statues that's a horror movie waiting to happen <laughs> yeah now I, I said that one of my favorite parts about this is that the side characters get, but, but, and, and that's true, but I also really like, because it does tie into one of my favorite superheroes, which is Spider-Man is that you, you see the struggle that common Rider has to go through to beat the bad guy. Like, like for the most part, like they haven't been decisive victories, like really easy victories up to this point, but they've definitely been kind of, 
easier on the easier side. He hasn't really struggled that hard. But this is the first villain where Common Rider really struggles and he actually gets beaten down at one point and has to build himself back up with foam rocks. <laughs> yeah, with foam rocks. <laughs> Which leads into because I, I talk about so much how much I love Tachibana and Tachibana gets some play in here as an actual mentor. Mm -hmm. Like, like Tachibana is famous in the Kamen Rider uh, franchise as being the mentor, the one who helped the original one and a lot of the Kamen Riders because he does come back in future series. And we get that. He's actually like going up the hill and and launching those rocks down the hill to try to help the common writer, you know, uh, learn to fight back and actually improve his skills. And I think that's great. You get to see huh. Tachibana as an actual mentor helping him train. By throwing more foam rocks at him. <laughs> yes, they're foam rocks, but I, there's a line I, there. I make that joke at every special effects anything from this era star trek did it <laughs> uh what are some other you know just everybody did it it was just a thing so <laughs> yeah but 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 uh the I, there's a line there and i had to make sure it wasn't in either of our um awards for for you know later on in the episode but it's not but there's a line there where tachimana says hey i've trained you to be the best motorcyclist a motorcycle racer in the world and you tried really hard and you almost gave up and and you you know but you pushed through and you were able to succeed so i'm going to help you again now and i thought that was such a powerful moment mm -hmm. in this episode mm -hmm. it was a good moment <laughs> and admittedly i felt like kr gave up a little easily just by getting a few a few rocks thrown at him, but I think the idea is that he got hit so hard because Lizard Lawn bootleg Godzilla would kick them because he's a right. soccer player, and I guess they hit him so hard he's like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And then then he just started going to cliffs and making he would he would literally kick the side of a mountain and make rocks fall so he could try to dodge them or smash them. I'm like, that's pretty impressive if you could kick a mountain and cause a small avalanche. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. when Tachibana starts throwing them at him, they figures it out, and then. He doesn't so much learn a new move as he powers up the one he already has. Yeah, he learns the lightning rider kick. <laughs> which lightning. is just a more powerful rider kick. Lightning rider actually sounds like a really cool name, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> he, I also he's clearly a Metallica fan because ride the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like uh, the scene after uh, Kazuya. Kazuya, yeah, Kazuya. Uh, when Ka I like the scene where Kazuya is in the hospital recovering after the fight and getting hurt, and we get to see his wife again. His wife, who was almost kidnapped by Giba Condor from a few, a few episodes ago. <laughs> Uh, but he also, you kind of, you see the emotion in the actor's face. Like he did a really good job of selling that scene where he's like common writer gave up or he didn't say gave up. He said common writer lost mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do 
we have to find something, find a way to beat this guy. And it's just like, it's such a powerful moment that you can tell Kazuya has put a lot of faith in Kamen Rider. And as far as he's concerned, Kamen Rider has now been defeated you know he's as far a, as he knows he's kind of a stand-in for the audience isn't he he's a common right yeah boy he, he kazuyu is us and we are kazuya <laughs> yeah yeah that's a, it's one of the reasons why i like that character i think that's really cool and then, and then next scene he goes back to the mansion and i wrote down this little line he says that's my mission as an fbi agent and then i added let me exposit loudly to myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you get that of course <laughs> it's a thing of course um but uh i we mentioned earlier how this episode not only was the end of kind of a, a an era or at least at the moment there was, was kind of the end of the hongo period as common writer but it also was the start of kind of a uh, it started a lot of tropes and a lot of trends that continued on in future common writer series one of them and i didn't mention it in previous episodes because i was waiting until the reveal that uh kazuya was a uh, was an fbi agent but it we do get uh police officer and fbi agent characters in future common writer series who are a major part of the storyline and helping common writer the common writer of that series you know whether it be defeat the bad guy or solve the mysteries or whatever you know that you do see it in kuga in I was gonna say, i've seen a few episodes of kuga and there's uh, there's actually a lot of time spent in a police station Yes, yeah, yeah, there is. And Agito, in fact, uh, in Agito, the police officer is a common writer himself, becomes a common writer himself. Hmm. And uh, he is actually my favorite of all the secondary writers. I, I think that uh, the 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 GX3, I think is what it's called, or G3. No, that's what it is. G3 is what it's called. Um in uh in common writer agito is my favorite of the secondary writers i think his character is more interesting than even the main writer of that series uh but yeah so this this you know again uh, we're seeing another trend that starts with this original series and continues on in future common writers funny how something like this gets birthed out of necessity it actually reminds me a little bit of doctor who how they invent mm -hmm. the concept of regeneration because the William Hartnell, the original actor for the doctor had to leave because of his deteriorating health. So like, mm -hmm. we're like, but that was popular. We want to keep it going. What do we do? We have to recast. What do we do? And then they came up with the idea of regeneration to account for the fact that the doctor looks different. And it's this, it's one of the central components of doctor who mythology now. Yeah, and it was such a genius thing because then you had a built-in, in-universe reason for the Doctor looking different and for them to constantly, and, and it gave them an out to all, be able to continue the show for as long as they wanted to, essentially. I mean, it's still going. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is interesting. And I, and I just, I don't think when I watched this original series originally when i when i first watched this original series a while back i don't think i appreciated how many things 
carried over into future Common Rider series. But now that I have become more familiar with other series and the whole the franchise as a whole, I can see it. I can be like, oh yeah, this is something that carries over into the future into the future of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I'm starting to see a little bit of the seams now, uh, noticing that they're using different stunt actors for KR because <laughs> I noticed in a few shots that uh, Common Rider had strangely long hair sticking out of the back of his helmet. <laughs> yeah, it's what I told you in the last episode that, you know, these suits that they made, the Common Rider suit was made for Fujioka like they they mm -hmm. modeled it for him and molded it for him so the, and they didn't have time or the budget to produce another one right away so they had to just use the suit with a different actor and you can kind of tell it doesn't really fit as well on these other actors as it did Fujioka yeah and the it I'm going to connect this back to another to another thing, Th bringing back all of these Kaijin to make the evil 11, as I'm calling them, <laughs> it reminded me of Mega Man. You ever played the old Mega Man games? Mm hmm. Yeah. Where when you get to the Wily Castle, they give you a boss rush or as I call them, the mandatory rematches and you have to fight all of the bosses you've already defeated again. <laughs> yeah. A one right after the other. That's basically what's happening here. <laughs> Yeah, he has to ride or fight and then do yeah, a dab. Yeah, you, now we get ride or fight and he does his dab pose. And then, <laughs> and then it's great. fighting stance because you remember he did that and started walking uh -huh. in a circle like he was going to pick a fight with one of the guys. Yep, <laughs> like, yep, that is, that is pose, this man. common rider's pose. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> these, uh, um, these early, especially in the Showa era, common riders are are known for the pose that they do. They are fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so you could actually pick out in silhouette the common riders based on just the pose they're making. Oh, I mean, <laughs> kind of like our podcast logo. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like our podcast. I specifically asked Michael when he was making the logo if we could use a common writer in the in the logo because I love common writer. Even though this show, I promise listeners, this show will not be one hundred percent common writer. We will do other things eventually, okay. but I will always talk about common writer. <laughs> oh, you yeah yeah. It's it wouldn't be pension man. It would not be you without the gospel of common Rider being spoken of. <laughs> I know. I I know. Say, you are, you are, you're basically a common Rider evangelist at this point. <laughs> as many people as possible. Well, you know what? And I, and I mentioned it to Michael, uh, my co-host on Kaiju weekly, uh, that I probably wouldn't be as enthusiastic about common Rider if more people actually watched it. I think it is it is the fact that it is still such a niche thing that so few people know about or are aware about. But yet I know a lot of people would enjoy it if they just gave it a chance or if they yeah. just took the time. And that's why I'm so enthusiastic about it because I'm like, no, no, like you like Super Sentai, you like Ultraman. Well, here's Common Rider. It's really good. You should watch it. Yes, that was actually <laughs> one of the impetuses for starting this show was to make people more aware, especially since you and I, we both already have built in fan bases for our 
solo podcast. Well, not in your case, not really solo, but for our other podcasts. So we're trying to say, hey, come listen to this. Hear us talk about something like Common Rider, and maybe you don't know about it, but you should know about it. And I, you're making a, for lack of a better way to put it, you're making a believer out of me. I went into this. I'm just like, okay, this is something Travis likes. And, you know, I enjoyed that, those movies that I watched, but I'll give it a shot. And then I'm just like, this is more fun than I thought it would be. (laughs) Well, (laughs) speaking of things that uh, you like, um, B woman makes an appearance in this. Oh, good Lord. Bee woman, Bee woman. Thankfully she's not in it very much, but, uh, no, nope. <laughs> comes back. We get to see those glorious bee cups. That was a joke. I forgot to bring up the last time. So there you go, folks. You got to put up with it. You know what? You know what? <laughs> bee cups. Cause it deserves that. I'm sorry. Yes, I am. It does. So, so sorry to to quote Doctor Who since we brought up Doctor Who. I am so so sorry. No, I'm not. Yeah, but- <laughs> she gets kicked out of the. She gets knocked out of the fight pretty quick though. Like she shows up and then gets thrown off to the side, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Shows you how effective she is. But uh, but but, but okay, okay. The greatest thing about her getting th- knocked out though is her and Mantis Man get knocked out at the same time, and the way that they lay on the ground kind of twitching their legs like like <laughs> bugs that have are dying <laughs> is so ridiculous and i love it <laughs> oh my gosh uh, but speaking of uh speaking of ladies am i the only one who thinks that ruriko kind of gives common rider uh you know a bit of this knowing look like i think i know hmm. who you really are dude let me think. Every time Hongo is a, it disappears, you show up. You sound like him. You're interested in fighting these bad guys like he is. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> she's a. It took her. A, it, she's like Lois Lane. You know, it took her a couple of movies, but she figured it out. Yeah, she figured it out, and then her brain gets wiped by a kiss. Uh, yes. Yes, but not before she decides to, uh, uh, well, if you watch the Donner Cut, where she decides, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. it's blank. Ha ha. You know, anyway, enough about Superman. <laughs> I really like the fight between all of the monsters, the evil 11, like you said, uh, and Common Rider. Like that is a really epic moment where it it's was. just all the monsters that we've seen up to this point all coming together and, and attacking Kamen Rider all at once. It was, it was just great. It was really great. And I think it also illustrates that uh, Hongo, Hongo's training must have paid off because he took on uh, 11 villains, all of whom gave him trouble by themselves. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Shocker is probably kicking themselves a little bit. A writer kicking themselves. <laughs> Thinking like, ah, crap. He got more powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now but what it, we do? <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it is, it brings up a, an interesting thing in certain, uh, series and shows and I, the one that stands out in my mind is is dragon ball or dragon ball z where the whole premise of that show is you fight you lose you get stronger you come back you win mm-hmm. 
And and we haven't seen that formula up to this point in Common Rider, but I like that 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 this that was in this episode and in, in this episode slash movie that that yeah common rider shows up he fights he loses he has to train to get better and then comes back and wins and i, I think that's a great journey like i said it reminds me a lot of spider-man because spider-man has that same kind of like journey when he's fighting a lot of his villains mm-hmm. it's also it's also basically the formula of a lot of rocky movies yeah yeah it is it is. Um, I do want to mention real quick, uh, the the leader of Shocker speaking through the big flashing light on the on the eagle statue mm-hmm. says that the Japanese branch of Shocker is lagging behind the uh it, it list he it listed the American branch and the European branch. <laughs> it's just so funny to find out that this is an international organization with branches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we've talked about how they are tied to the thing that rhymes with Yahtzee. Uh, <laughs> and and so it's interesting that this, yeah, it, it does, it does, uh, it is an international uh, thing and that there's different branches and that the Japanese branch is lagging behind mainly because of Kamen Rider. So is there a shocker commander? Like a Cobra commander? Is that the guy we always hear? Or is he just in charge of the Japanese branch? Uh there is a leader of 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 Shocker. Um I will uh I will say that when we, okay. we can we'll find out we'll find out more about that as the show yeah. goes on. But there is there a, is a great leader. Does he have a uh, does he have a mask and a lisp? <laughs> no, no. He, <laughs> no, actually he is an actor that you would be familiar with uh Ooh. watching Godzilla films. Ooh. 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 So uh but we'll 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 talk about that as we get further down the line because that's a long ways down the line. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of common writer to get through. But uh and since we're spending so much time on this one episode, you know, we're coming up to about the time when if we were doing two, we would do our awards. So you ready to move on to the awards, Travis? Yeah, let's do it. All righty then. So first up, we have the Henshin Kick for our favorite action scene or move or whatnot in just one episode this time. So in episode 13, what is your nominee, Travis? For for me, this like I said, I always go with the the stunt work, the stunt choreography here, because uh, even though yes, it, there is wires, yes, there's um, you know fancy editing behind you know behind the scenes, it there's still a lot of work and a lot of effort that these uh, stunt actors have to go through. Uh, I mean, look, Fujioka injured with a broken leg. Um, you know, kind of shows that. So I always like highlighting the really awesome stunt work that they do. And the stunt that I really enjoyed was Common Rider riding his motorcycle straight into one of the rocks that Lizard Lawn kicked towards him and it exploding right in front of the, the motorcycle. I thought that was just a really epic entrance because it was that was common writer entering into the fight was that moment and i just really like like we talked about the the epic interest uh entrance from uh what was it last episode or two episodes ago where he just grabs the boomerang out of the air oh okay i was thinking of 
another infamous scene but well yeah well okay yeah that one too where he just jumps up. like common writers known for his big entrances and and this entrance was one of my favorites i just loved how the motorcycle and and that is a stunt that yeah there was some you know behind the scenes kind of you know special effects magic behind it but it still was a difficult thing to pull off. And I think they did a great job with it. This episode, I have to admit, had so many things. I was having a hard, I was coming up with so many candidates for all of these awards. It was hard for me to pick. So for my henshin kick, I actually, I kind of had to. So here, my runner up is, well, much like we talked about in our previous episode where Geba Condor took a writer kick and didn't die. Uh, so does Lizard Lawn. But then, he gets the upgraded version. He got the lightning rider kick, but, but not the actual kick. He uh, uh, KR hit one of the rocks, sent it back to Lizardlon, and then Lizardlon exploded. As you do, but but that did not win. No, no, that didn't win. My winner for the Henshin Kick Award can be summarized in two words. Oh yeah. <laughs> Common Rider for a hot second was the Kool-Aid man because he just comes bursting through the wall. <laughs> and that was the immediate thing that went through my head is like, if I could take that scene and redub it, it would be, oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was another entrance. It was just like, oh, no, Taki's getting beat up by Shocker. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> Uh, like I said, Common Rider likes to make some entrances. There we go. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, there's there's so many great moments. This this episode, I mean, we we wanted to do, or I specifically wanted to do this. Uh, focus on this one episode for this whole episode of the podcast, um, and mainly because, like we said, it's the end of of the Hongo. Um, era and uh, well at least the first part of it and moving into the next uh era of this common writer but uh, but also just because there's so much that's packed into this episode there was so much that was packed into it that it really we could have we could have dedicated a whole episode of the podcast to it and so that's why i wanted to i was just like you know what let's just do it let's just do one whole episode of the podcast about this one episode of common writer yeah. So now we'll move on to our next award. It's Talkin' Toku. So the best special effect. Yeah. And so for me, I think we both had the same one. It's the same effect that they did back in the episodes with uh with um Scorpion Man. And I think they've improved the effect even from then. They did. But it's when Lizard Lawn pulls off his human face to reveal the cyborg kaijin alien uh, monster face underneath yeah and it's because he's the guy that taki was talking to with, with all of the clay statues and i'm just like who's this weirdo rich guy who lives in this mansion and he's got all these dead bodies and then he's just like and oh, <laughs> i am lizard lawn <laughs> yeah it's like, I, I, okay no. And to be fair, it is the same actor who was playing the soccer player earlier. Uh -huh. So, I mean, like, if you if you paid attention, it is the same guy. He just in a different setting yeah. now. Now he's dressed yeah. up like a rich just, guy. 
Yeah, it was just a shock to see that he's just like, Whoa! yeah, just peeling back, doing the Mission Impossible mask thing. Basically. That is, it, and it looks so good, and it adds again. I always talk about it, the element of horror that was that really was missing for most of this episode like we didn't have you know someone trying to steal the blood of virgins or puppies um <laughs> we didn't really have a lot of those scary horror moments uh in this episode but then we get to the part where he just peels off his human face to reveal the lizard one underneath and i was like okay there it is <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and uh just so you know that's going to come up again later in the awards. <laughs> and I don't care. So coming at you, the best line. And once again, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well then why don't you share with us? Uh, I have two runners up for this. Cause there was just, this was just this. There were so many good singers and one liners in this episode. The one I, uh, the, my two runners up and I, I don't know. I keep going back and forth. It's like, I almost want to pick one of the runners up now, but uh, <laughs> One of them was from the Shocker Commander, where he says, "Fools, just make a stronger cyborg." <laughs> they're like, "We can't break the barrier with any of our monsters." Like, "Fools, just make a stronger one." I'm like, "Just make a stronger one." Like, okay. Why didn't you know, I think of that? Yeah, right, uh, straight to the point. Okay, keep it simple. <laughs> keep it simple. Stupid. Got it. <laughs> and then, and I, I, this was the the soccer player. In full tilt villain mode, he was talking to because all the statues come to life, air quotes, mm -hmm. come to life, and just tells him off. And I'm just like, this sounds like a very applicable line in a lot of real life situations. He says, You're all losers, you don't get an opinion, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, but even that, I almost I, I almost might make that one the winner because the one I had from the same scene and I really only went with it because as I mentioned before it's kind of meta where he says oh please they're made of clay <laughs> <laughs> Taki so oh man <laughs> it's so yeah. many good ones so many good ones my favorite I kind of hinted at it uh, early on but my favorite is the common writer has lost and that's from uh Taki and it like i said it's uh, that is a powerful line because especially if you're a kid in the 70s watching this and you get to that moment where wait what common writers lost how is that possible like you know we haven't had that happen up to this point like common writer has yeah he's been in in kind of like hard straights and been in in uh, traps and stuff and he's always found a way out of it but then to actually come out and say no, Common Riders lost, and we don't know what to do now. It was just mm -hmm. a, I, I, I thought that was a really powerful moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we come to my favorite award WTH, what the henshin? And <laughs> something we've already talked about, like I said, it comes back. And that's Lizardlone ripping his face off because I did not see that coming. It just, it comes <laughs> out of nowhere. It's just, he's talking, talking to the other 10, and he's like, and my face. <laughs> It's like okay okay all right <laughs> went full tilt mission impossible there got it you're a lizard man bootleg godzilla i get it and he's mugging the camera when this is happening oh yeah oh absolutely <laughs> so it just adds to the shock value so it's because it's just it just 
happened so fast and so suddenly and they changed the lighting and everything so just like oh, it was just like ah crap <laughs> one of those jump out of your feet moments yeah it's it's good uh my what the henshin moment is the monster quote unquote statues uh that were in that scene because it's it, it it's so obvious that they are guys in suits because you can kind of see them moving just slightly trying not to move uh and yeah. trying to look very still <laughs> but it, they're just like but they're all stuck under sheets and there's we don't even know why why are they there why are they under the sheets were they just waiting there just in anticipation of someone showing up what <laughs> is this like a weird museum or something you know, it's yeah. like house of wax is it house of wax or something i I would have loved that. I would have loved if this was like, if it was a house of wax and these were wax statues and then the real ones showed up later, that would have been cool. But no, these are the actual things. Cause as soon as Taki leaves, they just start moving. Like nothing's, you know, whatever. <laughs> I was like, hey, we should have killed him. Guy. We are. Uh, <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. Why didn't you kill him? I would. Mean, uh well that brings us to our next segment which is minute to hinge it all right and this is the part heroes where we give our final thoughts and our summations of everything that we've talked about in the episode in one minute or less you want to go first travis or shall i uh i'll go first all right runners on your mark get set go Hinshin. okay uh so yeah this is like we've said a very momentous moment in common rider history this is the moment where they have to transition from using fujioka because of the injury to moving into a new stage and and even the preview for the next episode if you're watching this on tubi the preview for the next episode says it's all new all different it's completely uh changed in the next episode so uh, as much as we've loved common writer up to this point to know that this is where things begin to change it's just it's really a momentous moment and i think it's it if you're going to watch any single episode of the original common writer this would be the one i would pick wow had about uh eight seconds left there good job i have all new all different where yeah i've seen that thing before i know hmm. Hmm. <laughs> and now it's my turn too because i have a minute to hench in it so it's interesting to see this as you hinted at it's kind of the end of season one in this and things are going to shift i'm going to be very curious to see how they shift i'm curious to see how the introduction of our new writer is going to go uh, i will say if Honestly, if Common Rider had ended with this episode, other than the fact that Fujioka is only in it briefly through stock footage, I think it's an okay note to go out on because there's a sense of finality here to a certain extent with bringing all of the Kaijin back and battling them once more. But we're promised more. And I'm going to be very curious, like I said, to see how that goes. I've gotten the impression that the tone of the show is going to shift a little bit and not everyone necessarily likes that shift. So 
as the noob, the resident noob here. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Imagine if Common Rider had stopped at this point. We we wouldn't have Starfish Hitler. <laughs> the most surreal supervillain ever of yeah. all time. That's a thing. That is real, people. That is real. Go Google it right now. I don't know. A- I feel weird telling people to Google Starfish Hitler, but oh it is a God. thing. <laughs> it's from what? Common Rider V3? <laughs> uh was it no, I think it was Common Rider Super. I think maybe. It's one of those. It was one, one of those. It's one, one of the it's one of the 70 shows. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> it is nuts. But <laughs> it's it's time to close up shop. <laughs> yes, and so we're going to do that by saying thank you for listening to the Henshin Men, a Tokusatsu Appreciation Podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Kaiju Weekly Podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. And until next time, what are we going to say, Nathan? I wish I had a band for this, but here we go. But go, go, come and ride. Go, go, come and ride. You mighty morphin, come and ride.